Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. It's Lon Sybin, and it's time for your weekly wrap-up. And I want to begin first, as we always do, by thanking our newest supporters on the channel, and we're going to begin with Andre Lamaca and Adam Esmail. I want to thank both of you for your support of the channel. And we also have some folks who participated in a super chat, which is the uh, YouTube means of contributing to your favorite creators when they're doing a live stream. And there we had Harry Mayer, Sean, Eric Chug, and Henrik Wilson, Martin Paulini, Paul MT22, and Fernie Lopez. I want to thank everyone who contributed this week, as well as everyone who watches on a regular basis, too, because all of those things equal channel growth. And we don't have a sponsor this week, but we do have a non-ad, an affiliate link for a service that I like. And this week, I'm going to talk about Blue Apron again. I've been using Blue Apron now for about a year. And what they do is they uh, send you a number of meals per week that you have to cook yourself, but you get all of the ingredients and the recipe and the instructions in the box. So you just have to take everything out. It's already pre-measured and uh, you can have at it. It usually takes me about an hour or so to uh, start and finish a meal, but uh, it's been a lot of fun and I've been learning a lot about cooking along the way. Uh, You do get a choice of meals each week. I believe now they're up to nine different choices that you can choose from. I do the three meal a week plan, which costs about $60 for each delivery. Uh, So this week I'm having spicy chicken and stir fried something or other, probably vegetables, uh, strip steak and potatoes and ancho chicken chili, but they have seafood and vegetarian dishes. And uh, I'll tell you what, more often than not, the meals are really good. There are some duds that they uh, send out. Sometimes I might mess something up, but generally I've had a very good experience with Blue Apron and I think you might as well. So let's take a look at the week in review. And I had uh, two high profile products come in that I unboxed on the Extras channel. That's the Apple HomePod and the Analog Super NT, which is an FPGA-based SNES console. Lots of fun uh, this week with all sorts of cool stuff to check out. And you can see the full reviews of both the HomePod and the Super NT up on the main channel. We also had our sponsored video this week from Kensington on USB 3.0 docks. And I had the live stream that we did of the SpaceX Falcon Heavy on February 6th. And I had a lot of fun doing that, and I hope you all enjoyed it as well. I think that was actually one of my most watched live streams ever, both for the live portion, but also the recorded portion of it. And I'm going to be doing more of these because I think if there's a kind of a thing that we can do around the live stream as opposed to me just sitting here talking, I think it might be a lot of fun to have a topic to explore. Uh, so I'm going off in that direction now for thinking about future live streams. And uh, we're going to try another one this week because Corey bought himself, our assistant producer here, uh, Corey bought himself a new PC that we're going to assemble here on the channel. And what I'll be doing is scheduling that Uh, on my live stream control panel, which should push out a notification to all of you to let you know when that is. And if you don't get notifications about my channel on a regular basis, you might have to click that uh, little bell icon to get it. But that will be our next one. And I've got a couple of other things um, kind of in the planning process that we'll be looking at in the near future. So stay tuned for that. And now it's time for a couple of things that are on my mind. And this is week number 49 of me doing this as a full-time occupation. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about the live stream that we did here because 
Uh, this was one of the few times that I did any kind of breaking news that was a very short-lived story. Typically, I try to produce evergreen content that uh, will last a very long time so that I can get a lot of views on the content that I create. Because I don't get all that much initially, but over time, as search and algorithm kick in, I do see a lot of good traffic for the content that I do. And uh, one of the issues that I had with this video is that it was demonetized in the middle of it. In fact, we hadn't even finished streaming yet, and it already had the yellow icon next to it, which uh, isn't such a big deal for me, given that it was just fun to do a live stream, and I had some super chat support, of course. But uh, for people that do this all the time and have this as their primary kind of streaming activity, this might make it really difficult to use YouTube as a platform uh, just given how uh, really how just draconian sometimes the algorithm is in applying that uh, little yellow marker to it. So we lost a good amount of uh, momentum there perhaps on YouTube revenue. Uh, the other challenge with doing this kind of stuff is the fact that it's really not all that relevant after the event is over. So as I mentioned, a lot of the things that I do here are uh, evergreen in nature, and this is certainly not. And you can just see how the uh, views just drop off the second the news event ends. So maybe it'll pick up and search somewhere along the way, but uh, generally once the news cycle on this story fizzled out, uh, so did the views on it. And by comparison, here's a, a video of a printer that I did. This came out in 2014, and you can see that most of the views that I get on this video uh, are mostly current views. In fact, it's on an upward momentum here for an old $100 printer that you can't even buy anymore. I'm still getting a ton of viewership on it. So it's just kind of funny to show you the kind of strategy that I took when I was building this channel because I realized I'd love to cover news and current events more frequently, but uh, it's not a very good long-term investment of my time just given what we see here. But uh, the Super Chat, I do, I do think, helps a little bit with that. And I think a lot of the streams that we're going to end up doing here on the channel will have an evergreen nature to them because we'll be covering a topic or a product or something that uh, might have a more relevant means of presentation in a live stream where there's some interaction versus just a straight up review. So that's what I'm planning on uh, with this, but I did want to share some of my uh, challenges with that. Another thing coming up this weekend is I'm heading out to Toy Fair for a day or two, and I'm going to be uh, looking for things that appeal to me, uh, me as a dad, but also me as just a techie. And I'm sure we're going to find some stuff out there that fits that criteria. Uh, so I won't be covering the My Little Ponies or anything, even though my daughter would love me to. I'm going to really focus on the things that I typically focus on here on the channel, which is why this show might be a little bit of a challenge to uh, find some things that kind of fit in with our coverage. But it's close enough, and they approved us for uh, press access. So it's going to be fun just to go and try a new industry out for a little while and see what we can find that uh, you all might find of interest. So look for a uh, dispatch on this probably Saturday or Sunday uh, this weekend coming up. And I will, uh, of course, let you know when that uh, post is live through the subscription feed, and I might push out an email on that as well for the email list. Another thing I'm going to in April is PAX East, and I'm going because I'm going to be on a panel discussion, which is very exciting. It's a uh, panel discussion about Patreon, and my friend uh, Ken Gagney, also known as Game Bits, he's got some podcasts and a YouTube channel that he does himself, and maybe we'll bring him in and do something with him at some point. Um, so he's got me on this panel talking about uh, Patreon and uh, some of the challenges, perhaps, that I uh, dealt with with that recent change to how they were dealing with uh, small contributions. So that'll be coming up in April, and I'll, of course, have some way for you to watch that panel after the fact if you're not at PAX East. But uh, if you are going, let me know. Maybe we'll try to do a meetup or something while I am there. And now it's time to move on to some news, and we've got this story from AFTV News that I thought might be of interest because we've looked at a lot of these products in the past. 
Amazon, of course, sells these Prime exclusive phones, which are usually very nice kind of mid to low end smartphones that uh, they sell to you at a discount. But you have an ad that runs on the lock screen all the time. So when you turn the phone on, you're usually presented with an ad. Uh, that you really can't turn off unless you do some kind of crazy jailbreaking on your phone. Well, Amazon has decided to take those ads off on all existing phones as well as any new phones that they sell. Uh, the new phones now are going to cost about $20 more than they used to, but they'll still be below retail uh, for the Prime exclusive versions of it. And uh, that's a nice little bonus there. If you didn't like those ads, they will be going away with a firmware update that should be getting pushed down to you very soon. And now it's time for a Q&A from you, the viewers. And this first question comes in from Michael Baker, who watched my Super NT review. And one of the things that I pointed out in that review was just how good the output quality was of that console for, of course, replicating the Super Nintendo experience. And one of the things that I noted in that review is that if you are sitting relatively close to your television, uh, you're going to see a lot more pixels than perhaps you remembered seeing back in the early days of these consoles because back then we used to hook them up the CRT televisions that were all crappy and blurry and mixing colors together and everything. And now we're getting uh, the pure output onto these televisions. And it didn't bother me or really, I didn't really notice it as much with the 8-bit version of that uh, FPGA console, the NT Mini that I reviewed last year. But this year, I think with the 16-bit system now being replicated, we're seeing a lot more pixels because those games were just a lot more complex. And I found that on my television over there, where I'm not sitting all that far away, it was a little jarring to me. It didn't look as good as I remembered it looking, not because the Super NT wasn't doing its job. It was doing it too well. Uh, but on my television upstairs, where I sit a lot further back, things looked a lot better. But it's just funny now that we're playing these old games uh, in a perfect manner on these huge televisions. And if you're sitting a little close to it, they may not look as good as you remember them looking. So my advice would be uh, get as far away from the television as you can so that you can start uh, seeing a better, less pixelated image if you are having trouble adjusting to playing old games in the modern era. It was really funny because I hadn't really noticed this issue before uh, until the SNES uh, Mini came in and I was reviewing it on the TV over there. Similar issue that you're seeing a lot more pixels than uh, you might remember seeing from before. So uh, be ready for that. It's just a side effect of living in the future, I guess. And this next question is also involving the Super NT review. And this is in regards to input lag that I measured on that device, which came in around uh, 44 milliseconds, again, on the television that I've got over there in the corner. And that's the TV I've been testing everything on because when I first started doing these input lag tests, uh, that was the fastest television I had in the house for measuring game consoles. I could hook them up to monitors, of course, that might do a little better. But the uh, way I look at it, if you're buying a retro game console, you're probably buying it to play something on a television as opposed to a computer monitor. So I wanted to find the best uh, real-world way I could show how these things work. And uh, without question, both the FPGA uh, Super NT that we just reviewed and the one we looked at last year, the NT Mini, uh, both have the lowest input latency of any of the consoles that I have tested uh, on that modern HD television. But Johnny GD here was surprised that the input latency on the SNES Classic was double that of the Super NT. And uh, I was surprised by that SNES Classic number also when I first tested it because it felt very responsive, at least compared to 
uh, some of the emulators that I had been playing on that television. I'd hooked up the uh, Raspberry Pi, of course, running some emulators at one point, as well as my NVIDIA Shield. Uh, the SNES Classic felt more responsive, and it was. It was in a, a range where it was getting hard for me really to discern any uh, input lag with my eyes. But uh, my little method here of shooting the phone at 240 frames per second does give us the reality of what the lag is. And because the SNES Classic is an emulator uh, running with a little ARM processor, it has that overhead and an operating system running behind it as well. And all those things... Uh, do contribute to input lag on top of what your television is introducing as well. Uh, so you definitely want to make sure your TV is in game mode. But uh, for an emulated console, the SNES Classic does a very nice job. But of course, the Super NT uh, is just better because it was designed to be a, as much of a lag-free experience as possible. It's really a, a pretty exceptional piece of retro engineering. And it's so fun that we can get these niche products now that appeal to a wide enough audience to make them affordable and accessible to us so we can uh, enjoy some of those old games again. And my experience has been that if it's 100 milliseconds, I can start to feel the difference there. And what happened a couple of years ago was that I was noticing my Android emulators just had a lot of lag to them. And uh, when I started taking out the phone for the first time to come up with this measurement uh, technique, I was really surprised by how bad the Android phone experience was, even with uh, you know, a game controller plugged into it directly. And uh, that's what started this whole thing, was trying to figure out exactly what uh, is good and not so good input lag. Because I was noticing I just wasn't as good at these games as I remembered being. I'd never been all that good at them to begin with, but I, was, I knew I was better than uh, what I was experiencing on some of those phones. And sure enough, it was the input lag. And that's why now I measure it whenever I can. Now, last week, I had proposed that maybe we should try changing the set of the weekly wrap-up. I'll still do my reviews here with this uh, current setup, but maybe do a little something different for the wrap-up, given that it has a different presentation style. And one of the things that I talked about was maybe using a green screen to allow us to do some virtual sets and some other stuff, because the TriCaster that I use here for production has this entire live set thing built into it that I really haven't used at all because I never had everything set up the right way. But uh, now in the studio, I've got a green screen on the other side of the room that I use for different things. And uh, one of the things that I can do now is bring video from that side of the room to this one uh, over my network using something called NDI, which is a new video standard that allows you to get HD video into your production workflow over the network. And you can really do some cool stuff like uh, doing what I'm about to show you here. So we've got the uh, camera here on the other side of the room, and I'm going to walk over there right now and uh, show you exactly some of the options that we can do uh, for the weekly wrap-up here. So let me go uh, sit down over here. You can see me now all the way across the room. I'm going to switch over to a different viewpoint here so you can see uh, what I see on screen. So right now we've got the uh, green screen behind me here. We've got to get rid of that uh, green screen. So the first thing I'm going to do is go to this little uh, gear icon here, and I'm going to go over to the live mat feature I'm going to enable that, and usually right off the bat here, it does a pretty nice job of getting rid of that uh, green screen. But I'm going to grab this little pointer here and uh, get that knocked out. And you've probably seen this kind of view before where you've got your favorite YouTubers doing this thing. But what's cool about the TriCaster is that if I go over to our, I think it's this input here, um, I can <laughs> drop myself uh, into a live set here. And what's so cool about this is that it even has the reflections really well done on the desk. And I can go over to uh, this little thing here. Let me make sure I'm on the right setting here. And 
I can actually zoom this in and get a closer look of, at me here. And it gets to a point where you'll see me getting a little pixelated because it goes in too far and it starts doing a digital zoom. But I think it does a pretty cool job here of uh, replicating a set. And I've got a whole uh, choice of different sets to choose. In fact, you can download more if you want. I actually have a uh, set editor so I can make some myself, although I'm not so good at uh, the artwork here. But look how easy it is to change these things. So if I go back to our uh, to a view there. Let me go find that uh, camera number. There we go. Um, what I can do here is just go over to uh, this little setting here and select some different sets that I've already set up here. So I can grab this one here. And if we go back over to that one, you can see I'm in a different setting now. This one, of course, doesn't have a, uh, a screen that I can use for uh, displaying the slideshow to you, but you can see what that one looks like. And I can go over here and maybe uh, change it up again. So let's try, uh, let's try, uh, let's see this one here. And maybe that was the one I already had. Let's see. Oh, that's a different one. Uh, and then I can just click on this thing here and I've got uh, the little slideshow up there as well. So there's lots of cool stuff that you can do with these sets. And I just think they look really cool and it might be a fun thing to do. Now I haven't uh, fully keyed myself out here. So there's some green residue I'm seeing on my arms and stuff, but uh, generally it's able to do all of this in uh, real time, which I thought was pretty cool. And this is really the reality of uh, what we have there. So just a fun little thing to think about. If you think it's too cheesy, let me know. But um, I thought it was kind of fun to uh, do something like that as a little change of pace. I really wanted to do the live stream against one of those sets, but I, I had a big issue with the live stream this week. We had, uh, for whatever reason, my TriCaster wasn't talking to YouTube right when I needed to start the stream up. So I had to run into the back uh, find one of these live streaming devices that I had back there and hadn't used in like a year and a half. I had to remember how to use it, plugged it in, and I got our stream started on time, but it was a harrowing experience. So thankfully, uh, we got everything up and running, and I wasn't able to initiate the live set for that, but uh, that's something I may want to try in the future. But I'd just love to get your thoughts on what you just saw there. Is that cool or not? Is it a little too cheesy, or should we uh, just stick to the status quo here? Let me know down in the comments below. And that, of course, is going to be our Q&A for you this week. Maybe we roll out that live set for special occasions or something. But again, I really wanted to get your opinion of it. I just know that the uh, cutout of me from the green screen was not perfect. I didn't adjust it at all. I just did, did that eyedropper thing to do it really quick. But um, generally, it's able to very nicely key me out. Uh, and it really works quite well in some of the testing that I have done before. But again, I just want to get your take on it because it does take a little bit more prep time to get that live set set up. And our channel of the week this week is going to surprise you, and that is because I am picking Casey Neistat, who is obviously a very popular YouTuber. Uh, he grew up actually not too far from where I live right now. And uh, the reason I'm picking him is that uh, today he's posting an interview with a top YouTube executive talking about all of the garbage you've been hearing about or dealing with uh, on this platform. Apparently there is a, a no holds barred approach to this interview. Nobody's approved what he's asking him first and uh, it really should be a pretty good insight into where the company is headed and hopefully an example of the kind of transparency uh, that we'd all like to see more of from the YouTube platform moving forward here. So I think they're going to talk about the Logan Paul thing and his ongoing uh, issues being a total uh, idiot uh, and everything else that's been going on uh, on the platform here. So definitely check that out. I'll update that short link once that video is posted. It's probably going to be up by the time uh, you see this video, and I'll be definitely tuning in for that. 
So this week on the channel, we've got a couple of things. We've got that live stream, of course, that I mentioned that we'll schedule once uh, Corey's got all his parts together. Uh, we're going to have another sponsored video from Kensington. There, this is a month-long thing, so we're going, going to be uh, looking at their uh, USB Type-C dock next. And this one will be a good one because if you are struggling with USB-C, we explain a lot of the different things you need to know about uh, related to that technology. So definitely check out that dock video coming up. Uh, I did shoot my Mavic Air review, but I haven't finished editing it yet, and we had those other two products come in that kind of bumped it off to this week. I am really having a fun time with this drone, and you'll see all the things that I like about it uh, in the review coming up, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we're also hopefully going to get to that wide-format Epson printer this week because it is ready to go, so I just have to get my uh, act together and shoot that one, so that'll be on the to-do list this week. And, of course, we have the, uh, the dispatch coming up from Toy Fair that we'll be doing over the weekend. Now, if you want to help support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a one-time or monthly contribution to the channel. Uh, this is my own thing that I'm running through DonorBox, but I also support Patreon. You can get uh, info on how to support the channel at that link there. We also have our ongoing relationship with Plex, where if you sign up for a free Plex account, no credit card required, we get a little commission on that. We get a little larger commission if you sign up for a Plex Pass at lon.tv slash Plex Pass, and you can gift a Plex Pass to somebody at lon.tv slash Plex Gift. And we've got uh, some more Plex content coming up soon on the channel. And I've got some other channels you might want to check out. My Extras channel is where I post unboxings and supplementary content. We also have the podcast at lon.tv slash podcast. I have a snippet channel where I take portions of this video and others and put them into searchable little pieces, and I've been putting them up on that channel. That channel, though, got demonetized because it didn't have the subscriber or uh, viewable hours that you need to be able to be eligible for that. So even if you have a channel that is monetized, like my extras channel and this one is, uh, you don't automatically get a freebie on the next one. You've got to build them all uh, from scratch the hard way, which has been good because it's funny how different it is building a channel now than it was when I started a couple of years ago. So that's been a fun project there to uh, keep building up the Snippets channel, but it's all reruns of what we do here. And then we have the live streams at lon.tv slash live streams where you can find an archive of every live stream that I did. Uh, there is hours of content of me looking at a screen, uh, answering questions and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that I want to do when we start doing more live streams is having uh, Corey probably uh, queue up questions that he can keep firing off at me so we don't spend a lot of uh, dead air looking through the list. We'll have him monitoring that uh, as we do those. So stay tuned. We'll be figuring out a way to integrate those shortly. If you want to be notified every time I do anything, click on that notification bell so that you get a notification pushed down to you anytime I upload or schedule or go live or any of those kinds of things. I've been doing that with a lot of my favorite creators, so be sure to do that. And of course, we've got the email list at lon.tv slash email. I've been a little chattier on there lately, but I won't overwhelm your inbox. We also have the Facebook page at lon.tv slash Facebook and the store at lon.tv slash store. And the store is where I sell things that I've already reviewed here on the channel. These are items that I purchased and I'm now putting back in the box and getting rid of at a discount versus the new price. So they're used, but very lightly used. Uh, so if you want a good deal on something, check out the store. Every time I add something, I will send out an email alert. And I think I just have the Apple HomePod up there right now. And 
I'll be adding more things as I uh, get some time to start cleaning out the back room again. So I've been doing a pretty good job of getting things out of here. So we're uh, starting to run out of inventory, but I'll find more. Don't worry and keep an eye out. And of course, you can subscribe to that email list so I will let you know every time something is added. So that's going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. I think I came in a little short this week on time. Usually we do about a half hour. I think I'm a little less than that, but we'll see when uh, Corey is all done editing the video for this week. I want to thank you all for your continued support and viewership. It's been uh, a really fun time doing this full-time, approaching a year now of uh, me doing this as a full-time occupation, and I am having a blast, and I hope you are enjoying uh, all the stuff that we are presenting to you every week. So that'll do it. Until next time, this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including gold-level supporters of the Black Eyed and Blues Music Hour podcast, Chris Allegretta, Gerard Newberg, and Kalyan Kumar. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.